You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, episode 26, Savage Dragon, 16 and 17. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast Retro, the show that's more elusive than your McDonald's boob bucket. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And was those bo- say- were those buckets that really that hard to find? Uh, you know, I don't want to say that they were hard to find for me, but I do live a super size me esque life. I see. So they might know my name and food preference when I go through the drive-thru, maybe. A boob bucket. Boob bucket. <laughs> um, the Savage Fincast Retro is the show that takes you back to the past to read the awesome issues that kick ass. It's Eric Larson, Golden Age Savage Dragon, Freak Force. We got all that good shit going on. We're going to review the things from our youth, our bygone era. And we got some kick-ass primo Golden Age Savage Dragon for you today. <gasps> Tell them what we got, Jim. Uh, we are going to be taking a look at, at the Savage Dragon issues 16 and 17. Uh, these are very classic issues. classic, very A ton of classic moments, especially in 16. I think I was 16 or 17 when these came out. January and February of 1995. Ooh, how old was I? 12. I was 12. I was my senior year of high school. I was like 15. So not 16 or 17. Missed I don't think by this much. I don't think they've in, they did, they've introduced pogs yet. Maybe they have. Maybe I'm slamming <laughs> I'm pogs pretty sure right now. Have. Oh yeah, there's you're slamming pogs. In yeah. 1995, you absolutely are. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's probably losing its appeal by now. Yeah, I would say in 95 well, I lived, have jumped the shark. I lived in rural New York. They probably hung on a little longer for us. <laughs> you say that like you're not talking to a dude from southern West Virginia. <laughs> I had a conversation with someone where they were like, you don't understand. I'm from the 70s. We had big hair. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> I was like, bitch, <laughs> we had big hair in the 90s. Like, and we shouldn't have, but we did. We were we still had... in the 70s in the 90s. <laughs> well, oh, yes. 70s fashion made a comeback in the in the, in the the 90s. I remember bell bombs were very, very popular again. It just never briefly. left the country, Jim. It just never left the country. Bangs, giant bangs, and giant, like, Dolly Parton hair. Like, mm. You guys Still didn't have the Junkos, though? You didn't move into the oh, future? Yeah. Oh, we had Junkos, meatball chains, hemp necklaces, and yet, <laughs> oh, somehow. Fucking hemp necklaces. I'm glad I'm not an accessories guy, because I couldn't imagine what I would have looked <laughs> like wearing all that guy. shit. I don't, wear, I don't wear necklaces. I don't wear rings. I don't wear fucking neck chokers. You don't wear chokers? No. 
What's funny is ones with the hookah beads. I was never an accessories guy, except for that period in time, which I totally fucking was. I had fucking the Junko, the big jeans. I had meatball chain, hemp necklace, and I had fucking hair pomade. Chain wallet. What is pomade? It's like hair wax. Oh, okay. So you had your hairstyle. Of course, you've got that pompadour look going on. I'm sure you rocked it quite well. It was ridiculous. The Steranko pompadour? Dude, it was bad. I look like Power Man 5, not 5,000. It's fucking (laughs) janky. Not good, dude. What was that kid's show with the real, like, plasticky looking guy? Uh, Crazy hair. I know what you mean. Are you talking about Lazy Town? (laughs) Yeah, probably. What the fuck was up with the 90s, guys? I mean, really? We were trying to come up with our own identity. And we settled on neon? Well, no. They rejected neon. You remember it ended up grunge. Everything dominated into sort of like some weird... And there was a lot of liquid metal, you know, that kind of... Romeo. Yeah. Everything got really baggy. Yes. (laughs) Including our teenage balls. (laughs) Sorry, that's so stupid. But think about 90s. Everything... Here's what's funny is the 90s... Think about like comics. Everything was excess. Yeah. And so it was just like you didn't just have jeans. You had big jeans. You had pipes. But I thought that was supposed to be the 80s. Wasn't the 80s everything excess? Well, well, like, well remember, the people making the comics in the 90s grew up in the 80s. And so that's why in a lot of ways, like Savage Dragon looks very 80s. Right. Looks like Die Hard. Looks like uh, all those. Uh... Oh, all I don't even know how to phrase it. Bangs. Yeah, everyone's got the fucking 80s hair. Everyone's like Rapture's got like fucking 80s hair. Rapture has big time eighties hair. But there's a little bit of Tina Turner. Yeah. A little bit of Tina Turner. Smasher's got eighties hair. Johnson and Rita, <laughs> they both got fucking hair coming out of their fucking ears. Even, even <laughs> fucking even fucking uh uh Skullface has got flowing locks. Skullface's hair is that's certainly a statement. That's damn like near bald up eighties uh, metal dude. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you imagine he just takes off that suit and he's like, and the gut just hits the floor. Well, fortunately for him, it's invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Transparent skin. That's his whole deal. Skin visibility, some might say. So, I just want to say, before we start delving into issue 16, I really mm-hmm. feel like this issue is where Dragon's really starting to get on a roll. Oh, really- yeah incorporating everything I love about dragon. Like there's, as I was rereading this issue, I'm like, man, there's so much going on in this issue. And there's so many of those like peak savage dragon kind of uh, traits that I love in this issue. So Mm -hmm. I really can't wait to like delve into it and talk about it, but there's so much, I forgot how great an issue this is. It really is. This is an issue. Dude, this is an incredible issue. I mean, with all those newspaper articles. Yeah, it's a strange thing, too. It's like, he's never done that before since. Yeah. And and I was laughing because I was just saying, like, if you stop and read those articles, they're actually written out. And, like, these days, it would just be like, epsom lorum, blepsom blorum. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But, like. This is fucking written out. Like, how goddamn long did it take to write all these articles? And you get a lot of good information out of them. Yes. So much it fleshes out this sequence 
so much. It's incredible, dude. Did you read them all, Jim? Uh, I didn't. No. You're missing out, my too, man. Too long, didn't read. Oh, no. You're missing out. Anybody who's listening, dear listeners, um, they're not just full of, like, bullshit. Like, those articles actually flesh out uh, Skullface and Frank's past. Oh, and also, have... and also, don't forget, uh, Young Tough. He gets one, too. Yeah. 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 There's three. But they have a past together. It's so crazy. I gotta say... Uh... Like even like, look at the cover. Like Mace's, Mace's costume design. I always love those kind of like what, what do they call them? Like the aviator pants that are kind of flared out. It's such a yeah. like a weird thing for Eric to decide to do, but it it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it really works when it shouldn't. <laughs> and it's <laughs> such a weird costume, like the half costume, like the half shirt, like whatever you want to call it. Yes, dude. But it is neat. a choice. <laughs> it's got the brown belt the we know what it is it's on the tip of our tongue what's that sean connery movie oh fuck oh, uh, uh, that's the z zardoz yeah at any rate that's it's dude look how hairy mace is god damn dude i don't know it, it's insane like it's an insane costume it shouldn't look good but it does. <laughs> I, I, I'm a bit, I'm a big fan of like the half mask thing. The it, you know the Batman without the ears. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think when I was rereading this, Mace in this issue feels like a Batman. How Batman would react to Savage Dragon? Right. Sure. Absolutely. Of course, he doesn't actually. Some... He also doesn't really use a mace. Ball and chain is a different weapon. Technically, though. I mean, think I mean, of it. All it's missing is like the little wand. Right. Is that what a mace is just the, the, the spike on a stick, right? On a stick, right. Although, actually, yeah, I, think on, I, think, I think the spike ball on the stick is a. is a Or, wait, which is the morning star? <laughs> Real time research. Morning. <laughs> uh, nope, a morning star is on a shaft. So the morning star is the, uh, is the ball uh, with spikes on a stick. Whereas the mace would just be a solid cudgel. Cudgel. Good word, dude. Yeah. I, I like to use it whenever possible. Yeah. Do you tell the ladies, come over here so we can cudgel? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, thinking they misheard you. And then you just, bam! But mace is, a, mace is one of those great uh, early dragon he villains. You didn't even acknowledge. Yeah, I'm, I'm sandbagging <laughs> you. It's a talent of mine. <laughs> what a no-sell. Yeah, and, yeah. Mace is one of those great early guys. Yeah, and, and you know why? And, and part of the reason why I like him so much, he's also one of those characters that doesn't exist anymore. And not just because he died, but because he literally, mm-hmm. because of the way time shenanigans worked, he just doesn't exist in the savage, uh, savage world. Yeah, right. And, he, and it's just one of those de- world details that because his history changed, his he just wasn't there. His whole person changed. Yeah, yeah. There's something badass. About a dude that just swings basically a wrecking ball. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think he has powers. I think he's just Bucky with a, with a chain ball and chain. Just a fucking. You're gonna die, punk. <laughs> with the ball and chain. Right. You see a guy swinging a ball, and instead of running, you just oh no. I mean, he's tough as shit. Yeah. Strong, well, he's well, he's tough he's as shit when, he, when, he, when he's you know on the offensive when he's uh. 
getting socked by dragon. Not as tough. Right. I bet when he was young, he was young tough. Yeah. Maybe his powers. I don't know. Maybe he's, <laughs> maybe he's a super soldier. I don't, I don't know. I love it. Uh, yeah, I love everything. I'm with you guys. Uh, this is some classic shit. You know what's... Um, one thing, while we're still talking about the cover real quick, um, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of surprised about this. We're, we're getting to the point where Dragon is pretty well established uh, stylistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric has basically kind of... He's, his art style has gelled into what we know and love. Mm-hmm. Yet he still has like 50,000 segments to his fin at this point. Yeah, he hasn't nailed that down yet. <laughs> it takes it's longer coming. than you... It, it takes longer than you would ever believe. Like, uh, just doing the daily reread, I'm just like, wow, they didn't really get that. And another thing that takes a long time is, and I wish I'd never noticed it, is that um, there's that color hold thing I told you where if you don't use process black, you can, like, see the one color behind the black. Yeah. That shit continues up into, like, the hundred. Wow. It's nuts. Yes. Yeah. You would think that they would have figured that out and just nailed it and changed it immediately. Nope. Maybe it, maybe it's one of those things that only appeared in the final printing, and they just couldn't. Well, that's how it works. Yeah, that's exactly what it, it would, is. It would on not a, have appeared on the screen. That's exactly the reality: is that it doesn't happen on screen, and when you print it, there it is. And that's why they use that process black on computers now, because visibly to you, it's no different. But when it prints, it compensates. There's no bleed through. And so it's like you would think that that would have been something like the fins that they would have gotten right away. Dude, it sticks around for so long. It's crazy. So, so go um, ahead. One, one thing before we move on, just looking at the wiki. Um, Super Tough has enhanced stamina, endurance, and strength. So, okay, so he's not a pushover. But they don't explain how he got it. They don't say come out and say it, I don't think, anywhere. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know why it's in the wiki. I can't see anything in the write-up that explains his origin. but Since that is left up to our imagination, I will assume that if you are sexual partners with Super Tough long enough, some of his powers rub off on you. There you go. Sexually transmitted superpowers. Perfect. Too many kisses. Too many smooches. The injection. That's... (laughs) So, right off the bat about this issue, this is one of the best savage dragon issues ever i think it is yes and it's the way it balances not just one iconic fight but two yeah because not only do you not only do you get the dragon versus mace fight the the possessed dragon versus mace fight but also the frank versus skull face fight and they they basically parallel each other throughout the issue um yeah and and and, yeah. and 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 the mace dragon fight is your typical slobber knocker but your skull face frank fight is a much more interesting fight in that it's a normal guy versus a superpowered guy, which is yes, always going to be a tough fight. And a, a fucking frightening looking guy. It's almost like a horror movie in a way. You know, he's getting yes. like the cat and mouse type. Yeah, thing. yeah. This is this so. is Sarah Connor fighting the Terminator. It absolutely is, dude. Unstoppable force pursuing, you know, a fragile human. Oh, it's so good. And what's real wild is both fights wrap up with before halfway through the issue, and at the and, and even though it, it, that that happens, it doesn't feel rushed. It, it's Eric's command of like space and, yeah, and pacing, pacing and is just kind of incredible. 
Um, I know what it is, dude. It's like if you don't come up on uh, decompressed action, like Eric is, uh, that's why I tell people, I always tell people, I'm like, dude, cartoonists, like you have to fucking read Savage Dragon. It's a fucking masterclass in cartooning. And the thing is, is a lot of modern people, they didn't come up on corporate comics. They came up on uh, manga and you know mm. manga's action central like action crazy but it's decompressed action oh yeah you spend and two years three years on a finger on an arc yes and you think I, it I, and you think it'd be faster because comics are weekly but no but, it's longer yeah and 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 the thing is is that like what eric shows here is if you have that compressed storytelling down you can absolutely deliver multiple satisfying fights in like half an issue it's nuts. I mean, it's what I've been saying all along. It's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta read this book. Like, if you want to respect the art form of comics and cartooning, shit, here it is. Yeah, lots, of, lots of crazy touches too. Like that, just you know, use the format that it just really, I don't know. Like this, like, like just for instance, um, when Frank smashes, you know, Skullface and in the face and like his eyes like almost like shattered but it's like glowing mm-hmm. it really doesn't make any sense but it doesn't have to because it looks cool as shit you know what i mean there's no yeah. re- like why is it, should his eye look like that he's not a robot but right. it just looks so it just makes it so much freaking cooler yeah and this is the way the like rays of light are shooting out of it yeah it's it cool just, I don't know. Like that's one of the things in this issue that I remember that like, stuck with me when I went to open it up. It's like, oh yeah, it's that issue with that panel, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's iconic visuals, like page after page of iconic visuals. <laughs> and the uh, and, and yeah, the usage of the uh, of the um, newspapers uh, clippings where both uh, Skullface gets one and then later Mace gets one kind of fill us in to like because this is in many ways Skullface's last ride because we'll only see him yeah. again later as a as a as a crispy uh i was gonna say corpse but i guess he's worse than dead he's alive yeah. living prison yeah <laughs> um and of course then we finally find out who mace is we don't find so again we don't really find out who mace is you know in the story we kind of get this outside story explanation of like why he is the way he is, and of course we find out it's because um, it was because um there's a, well I know why it happened because Dark Lord shows up, but I don't think Dark Lord's mentioned by name here. He had to peek over the yeah, wall to look he at he the Nega bomb. Right, Dark the Nega the the Nega bomb went off. Right. Yep. The, yeah, he, oh, that, it, oh wow, they do mention Damian Dark Lord. Is this the first mention yeah. of Dark Lord in in Savage yeah. Dragon? Yeah, and he doesn't show up until like. You know, whatever. Thirty issues later, yeah, right. Issue forty-two. Um, super okay. tough mentioned. He doesn't show up until forty-three. That's like a hallmark of Savage Dragon. That's starting out here, where you're just setting up these long bombs. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so we get we get mentions of Dark Lord, the Nega Bomb, uh, surprises the- within an issue. You know, like like taking off. Mace's mask, which I'm surprised that Eric didn't do that as a page flip, because in the, yeah. in the print comic, it's just on the other page of the yeah. open page, which is weird for Eric. There is um, 
this is then another episode. There's a there's a there's a scene in the next Freak Force that we're going to be doing that absolutely mm-hmm. should have been on a page flip too. Uh, we'll get to that next time. The did you guys pick up in the news article? They talk about how like Mace or or uh, Young Tough was all set to join Young Blood until yeah. the, the accident happened. Yeah, and they didn't which, want him because he was ugly. Yeah, which, you know, this is, you know, whatever, 30 years before, like, the boys and that theme, you know, or powers yep. where where they kind of looked into, like, you know, the rich and beautiful being in superhero teams and stuff like that. Well, that was the whole thing about Youngblood, right? It was the celebrity super team. Right, yep. right. And that's, you know, that's, that's a huge thing here where he's kind of, like, you know, turned psychotic because he got rejected from Youngblood. He's ugly, you know, he's pissed at the world, the, you know. I don't know what it, I thought. Did it say the chemicals are making him go crazy that he took or something? I don't know. No, you're thinking of Freak Force. Oh, is it Freak Force? Okay. Yeah, that, that's mentioned in Freak Force. Oh, right, right, right. They're, bl- yeah, they're blurring still, like, together. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's all, um, you know, he's got this huge chip on his shoulder now that he's like a disgusting looking guy that can't join Youngblood now because of his looks. Yeah. Uh, I think you're you hit the mon- uh, nail right on the head. It's it's always like, listen, man. I mean, I just tell people. I'll, I try to pimp this comic all the time. Just fucking people don't listen. But like, if you read this shit, it is shocking how ahead of its time it was. I mean, it's just shocking. It's like I think people wouldn't even notice now reading it though because it's been done. But at the time, right. right. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like at the time it's like, dude, talking about like celebrity superheroes and then, you know, the vanity that goes into it and what happens for all the other types of heroes and just, ah, oh, it's so good, dude. I mean, you just think, imagine reading this for the first time. You're like, man, I want to know more about this Damien Dark Lord and Super Tough and shit like that. You're reading all this shit. Like, what's the story with Mace? You know, what's this? You still have this whole like plot going on with stars you know who who is he and who's he working for because he walks into the car and you know his handler is all you know in in the shadows there's so much like so many like little plots going on yeah and and there's still two major fights you know like these two fights alone would have been enough for the book but peppered in between is all this other like rant you know neat stuff going on yeah, and it's crazy because, again, the pacing and the flow, it's like you have pages where there's just, like, two word balloons. And then you have those pages where it's, like, the newspaper articles. And it's like, dude, if you stop and read those articles, which you don't have to, that's a great thing. The story works without them. But if you stop and read those articles, it's like, damn, this is a meaty fucking issue. Yeah. Things like, you know, even, like, like Star... Uh breaking his leg or whatever it's like man you didn't see that much in like superhero comics you know like right right he's like these guys are getting jacked up fighting you know mm-hmm. and, and that's well, why because is, and that's why this ends up being such a pivotal moment in the savage world is without mace there dragon's rampage was a lot worse um, yeah absolutely. dragon is practically unstoppable um, right and, and he only gets stopped here because mace gets a lucky shot in and smashes the worm on the back of his neck which um, the article says he kills like thirteen people in his, including Alex. No, I mean well, in this not in the, not in, the this in this reality. He he doesn't kill oh, Alex. He he kills Alex in the sure. savage world because oh because, he killed thirteen people in this reality. Yes. Yeah, thirteen dead and forty something injured, and one God of the cops damn. got like torn in half or something. 
So was it obvious to you guys about the the worm on his neck was obvious because you saw it land on him, but was it obvious to you that it got smashed by the mace? Yes. Okay, because you get the squitch sound effect when it happens. You not only get the squitch sound effect, but there's a coloring effect, too. Yeah. Like, that panel has, like, a, what? hold on, let me look at Yeah, like a highlighted, like the yellow highlighted from the impact. And so it's got the squitch, it's got the yellow. It's just like, if you didn't realize he's not just getting hit, it's like, well, learn to read comics, stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Get with the times, dumb shit. Um, the coloring on this is incredible, too. And it's on the good paper. And so here's this issue that is from fucking 1995. And, dude, it looks as good as if it was printed last week. It's yep. beautiful. It, it, it's it a beautiful so issue. Very nice. Just the blood, like what's funny is we've talked about this during these retros, but some of these early computer colored things, you know, there were some dodgy gambles. They didn't all pay off, but like, dude, this issue, I don't see awkward coloring. Yeah, because no, they use the dodge tool. <laughs> Never mind. I was making, I was making a joke. Didn't work. <laughs> I get it. It's just great use of colors. Like yes. Even, like like the skull face when he's jumping uh, on one of the panels and like he's all kind of knocked out in that red color like you almost get yes. thought that the eye is like illuminating everything. Well, you mentioned horror and it's like, dude, you're selling it. You're you're so correct. Like the way the like rain is sweeping everywhere and like lightning everywhere. Yeah. And then like like you said, like that vision of him coming at you with his hands and he's in red and the effect of the burst from the eye is going even through the silhouettes of his body. You nailed it. Horror vibes. Like, here's this horror fight happening during this superhero sh- like slugfest. Ah, oh, it's so good, dude. Right. It's... Frank backed up against the edge of the building, like, oh, shit, nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Or you think nowhere to go, but Frank obviously has this planned out. Stay back. I got a little lighter. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the, he, he, I don't know if he had it planned out exactly. He did. I mean, that's what the lighter's for. If you, if you read a dialogue at the end of the fight, which we'll get. He well, he like, he says he knew, I guess, what, he knew the tanker truck was there? And he knew it yeah, was there. Yeah, he put up a good fight, but I knew the territory and you didn't, so I won. Mm-hmm. So he was setting him up to dive at him so that he would hit the tanker. Right. That's why he had the lighter. It's foreshadowing. It's like, yeah, he's got him. Can, can Do you believe that this lighter would stay lit the entire way down? <laughs> yeah, it's a little much, but we'll, we'll Isn't go it with a the big? fantasy. It's not a Zippo, is it? It's a I mean, Bic. It's, it's a Bic, yeah. Yeah, this nah. is what it looks like. You imagine Frank had all that good planning yeah, and threw a fucking Bic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, for all that, like having a fight scene where it's not just fisticuffs and, like I think Jim said in the beginning, like a, a kind of a normal human versus a, a super freak, and it was a really satisfying fight and kind of like set up kind of ingeniously, you know. It is ingenious, and in fact, it is so funny. I will just say this: um, I'm doing the 30 year reread, daily reread, issue reread, uh, where every day I read a different issue. And the only criticism I can levy at Savage Dragon's action is that quite often there's not what you call any kind of um, puzzle element to the fight, right? right? It, it is literally they, they just, wallop each other a couple times and then somebody takes a bad hit and it's over. Yeah, it, it's it's a street fight and it's like it doesn't have to be or a puzzle someone, or someone runs away. 
Right, yeah. Or someone loses control and shambles off or something like that. But it's like, this has an element of uh, narration to it. Yeah. You know, Frank has like, you know, Frank's cornered. Oh, he's got a little lighter. You know, Skullface is like, haha, you idiot. Takes the leap. Boom. Frank knew what was going on all along. You know, lured him into a trap. That's a narrative element that really Eric doesn't do a lot. And it is common in like Shonen, you know, yeah. comics where you jo- fight. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, this isn't in the cat and mouse <laughs> games. Right, but that being said, that's what makes this fight so fantastic. Because it is that. Is it, it has that Batman style. You know, Batman has that, where Batman's just hopelessly outclassed and he outwits the guy. Right. And it's kind of like this fight between Frank and Skullface has that Batman element. Right. It's cool. It's cool. It's special. Even among all the issues of Dragon, it's pretty special. Before we go on to the second part of this story, uh, what, what do you think of this Proton uh, Jerry Ordway poster? Did that ever become anything? So here's the thing. I done fucked up. Uh, Jerry Ordway was at Terrificon this year with mm-hmm. copies of a new issue of Proton. Apparently, there are two issues of Proton. and Only I intend- two after all this time? I intended to buy both of them because he apparently had both there, and I fucking forgot. So I can't copyright... Yeah, this is copyright trademark 1994. Yeah. What? I don't know if there's like more elsewhere, but all I know mm-hmm. is that the 2021 issue that it was new that he was selling this year is labeled issue number two. And Here's as far as I, I can tell, of... there's no other way to buy it except at his booth at whatever con he's at. God damn, dude. That's <laughs> that's a tough break. Um, you know what I think about this? I think about the, the guy with the beret with the handgun that is also a chain gun <laughs> yeah, is cooler than the guy in the foreground. Yeah. With all the shit on him. Yeah. All, all the te- pipes te- and techno pipes Yeah, connecting his <laughs> forehead like, to his crotch. Yeah. It looks like he broke out of the hospital with a bunch of pipes on him. <laughs> I'm so pissed about this hospital barrel. I-, I see a crashing UFO in the background. There's probably a, a sci-fi element to this. Uh, I, don't, I, just I wish, don't know. If, if He's usually at every Trificon. If I get another chance, I'm going to buy it. Next you year. should. And please report and let us know, like, is Proton worth the wait? That's one issue every 15 years, almost. Proton number one came out in 2018. That's what that's what I'm saying is that I don't I think this was a, he was going to do it and then he didn't. And then he finally got around to it in like the last few years. Sidebar. Wow. Raven is at a loss for words over this development. (laughs) No, I thought about saying something and I was like, don't say this, but I'm going to say it. You know what? Momento momento mori. Remember, you must die. It's like, dude, just do the thing. Just do the thing. Don't wait. (laughs) If if you've got something in your heart, just fucking do it. Just get it out. Clearly he had passion for it. Yes. To come back around to it 20 years later. That's what 20, I'm saying. 24 years later. Can you imagine having this in your head, living and just bouncing and waiting and stewing for fucking two decades? I'm glad he did. That's all I'm saying. But also, too, if you have to nights and weekend it, get those babies out of your head, dude. You never know. It's just weird that he doesn't sell it anywhere. Uh, maybe he does. 
looks like he might be able to buy it on his website. Um, now he's talking. On his blog spot. So, Google Proton, uh, Jerry Ordway. You'll probably find his Twitter on his uh, Twitter uh, um, bio. He has a link to his, uh, his blog. It looks like there may be buying options there. I may, in fact, look into it. Yeah, yeah. I would love to read this uh, this uh, creator-owned project that's been just hanging in the wings for two decades. All right, so I there's more like comic here. Jerry Ordway, gonna say that. Jerry, I love oh, Jerry. Yeah. I love Jerry Ordway's art. He's such a yeah. Cla- he rules. He's, he's such a classic, classic superhero guy. Uh, doing comics since well forever, but I primarily know him from his DC work on stuff like All Star Squadron and. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, well, he wrote the, the Power of Shazam. Did the painted covers on that? It was one of my cool, one of my favorite comics uh, DC ever did. Just he's just so prolific. He's all over the place. Oh, he, he drew Zero Hour too, which is yeah. Superman. I just associated him with Superman. Yeah, of course, he did a whole run on Adventures of Superman back in the nineties when Byrne was on the on the adjective list Superman title. Ordway mm-hmm. was basically the other guy doing the Adventures of Superman book. Dear listener, if you want to see an example of that knockout coloring effect that I was talking about that haunts the book for like a hundred issues, point it out to me. It's on. It's on that building. It's on which like building? The, the the building that he's tossing after the poster. After don't the be poster. dead! Don't be dead! Don't be dead! Don't be dead! That panel. Yeah, look in the shadows at the top of the uh, building. And you'll see, like, it looks like a colored triangle in the shadows. Oh, okay. So, is that what... Okay, so, that's not just a printing error. That is a... Nope. That's nope. a digital coloring error. Yep. So, what I, you have... I, I've seen that in other comics of the era, uh, where you'll see a uh, you'll see a hard black area, area but you'll also mm-hmm. see that, that kind of halo around it. Here's what I don't know. I don't know how comics, comics used to be colored. Right. But But I do know that this is a computer problem. Like, as soon as they started doing that, like, computer separate, the whole reason that that's a triangle there is because somebody was using, like, a lasso tool in mm-hmm. Photoshop or something. They, they, probably, so, they probably have a whole thing of the brown on a layer yeah. underneath the black. And it's, that's exactly, print, that's it's exactly printing it through. That's exactly what it is. Because the thing is, is that, that this is just straight K. It's just regular black ink. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a process black is like a mix of all four, which would hide that triangle. But instead, you've just got straight black ink. And so if, when you print anything underneath it, obviously it prints more rich and more dark and it pops it out. And so it, again, it's only, it's I, only really noticeable if you shine like a light off the page, off the gloss. Then well, can, this glossy, that's the thing is it probably wouldn't have looked so bad on newsprint. But like on this glossy paper, oh, boom pops right out anyway if you wondered what the hell i'm talking about when i talk about that that is a primo example right there how hey, about dale it's fucking dale hey dale you <laughs> suck you you suck worse <laughs> than fucking bradley it's fucking dale he's the worst oh man and he even comes back as the worst fucking yeah. demolisher slash devastator whatever name larson wanted to give him that day it couldn't even stick in Eric's mind. That's no. how bad he sucks. Dale the fail. <laughs> Just the loser. Duke Nukem wannabe. Overprotective. Stay away. It's like, yeah, right, Dale. You're, you're you not e- throw a building. Mm-hmm. You're not even really <laughs> his enough boyfriend. 
You went on one date. Oh. I'm her boyfriend. Now get the hell out of here. Leave us alone. Durr, I'm Dale. Fucking Dale. And what do you guys think about the silhouette with the ear? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just the silhouette with the... I know we're not doing page by page, but oh, there's... Darren, is it Darren, the, the SWAT team guy? Well, it's the cop. Yeah, Dan. Oh, the silhouette with the ear. Yeah, okay. That sure is an ear. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I, like, I, huh. I guess it's supposed to imply that, like, the light source is just kind of yeah. kissing the tip of his ear. <laughs> it's just, you know, just curious what you thought. Weird choice, but we'll go with the fan. Go with it, yeah. I- I do like his speech bubble above it where he's just going on and on and on. And when they, oh. when you kind of imply that and just keep it going off page. Love it. Love it, dude. Love it. That's a sequential art chef kiss. Love that kind of stuff. Fucking Howard. Never misses an oh, opportunity. That's, to, that's not Howard Neesman? No, it's Darren. He's the, or isn't it Bull? Darren Bull or whatever. Oh, is he's he the other, the, the other one? The SWAT. He's like the, the, scarred up guy he's like the leader of the SWAT team yeah he's not a bigot but he just hates dragon because you know he just thinks he's a fucking freak he was like the alpha oh it is Darren I did I don't know why I thought it was the other guy Eh, they're easily confusable yeah they're both ugly pig headed dudes guys how about this awesome fucking skull face (laughs) you talk about what should have been a page flip God yeah. damn, dude. This is awesome. I can't believe he survives that. That's fucking nuts. He's a super freak. Yeah, I guess. It's crazy how that page doesn't end the book. And there's like so much more in the next like <laughs> yeah. four pages. It really is. We get more so you uh, got newspaper. The, you know, the end of the fights. Skullface is melty and, and the fight's done. And you turn the page, but yet there's more. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny is it's not just a little more either. Like fucking, he wraps up this Rodney thing. He wraps up, he introduces J. Jonah Jameson. Speaking of long bombs, Rodney is concluded. Yeah, it's like he didn't have to, but here's was, three panels wrapping up Rodney. This is really where he starts fleshing out. Uh, our Richard Richards. That's true. We I, I don't recall him being a character at all before this point. He just kind of comes out uh, as like a, you know the J. Jonah Jameson type suddenly, mm-hmm. yeah. which is great because it's like the newspapers. Like it just ties right into like this theme of newspapers. Here comes newspaper man, basically. Yeah. So he was in. He kind of just kind of appeared off and on. He was in six eight. 10 and 15 but not really was he out. was he used more extensively in the cartoon i can't i seem to recall he might have been. i think so i think so i mean he's just basically j jonah jameson it's kind of feels a bit more kinda funny but it gets old feels and a I bit gary kind of figured that and wrapped it up fast after yeah. a while i think it's a little bit more earned here because dragon did go on a rampage it's not like jonah making up shit about spider-man Right. Oh yeah, you're totally right, dude. Like the thing is, is it makes more sense for our our Richards to hate Dragon than it ever made for J. Jonah Jameson to hate Spider Man. <laughs> and I know there was the whole "My son's a hero, he's an astronaut." It's like, dude, it's so far fetched. Yeah, like for him to fucking be that crazy over it, like this makes sense. Like that really doesn't, dude. And 
one of the things I love about, you know, Dragon is just, especially in the kind of, these once it started gelling, so like from this issue on through like the 40s where it really got just a comedic effect. So like those four skinny panels where, for the listeners, is Dragon talking to, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnson. John, William uh, Johnson. William Johnson in the background. Mace is like, he's getting... I don't know if he's getting interrogated or what, but he's he's standing up and he's just ragdolling the cops around him. And then Dragon gets up and basically tells him to sit his ass down. And it's it's just <laughs> it's funny because it's like real shorthand in the background. Yep, yep. He's got, but the, he's it's got, so expressive. There's something about his face that reminds me of something. He's like, I guess like Guy and Dutter. <laughs> yeah, I I love when Eric does that kind of shorthand in the background though. It's. I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah, yeah. No, they're small figures, but like you said, they're full of personality. I mean, it's fantastic. It, like, dude, here's the thing. If you want to talk about Savage Dragon, it's this this spread here. You got, let's do the math real quick. You got two panels introducing a character who has fucking beef against fucking Dragon. You got a third panel introducing, or one, two, three, three panels across the two pages that wrap up a Rodney, the Rodney Greenblatt, like the fake dragon subplot. Then you got four more panels where not only is William Johnson dropping exposition about Skullface, you know, and Youngblood, and like well, just some... Skullface, Youngblood, Aliens Invade New York, that's um, that's what's what going, going on. on in Freak Force. <laughs> right, yep. right, right, right. So he's like, so like in these four panels, it's like dropping like, you know, stuff for other issues or whatever else. But then on top of that, there's this like four page gag. Like, dude, you talk about like compressed storytelling master. God damn, dude. Here it is. Like, it's these two pages right here. All the work being done on these two pages. It's insane. Yep. You can't handle it, Bendis. You couldn't do it. Oh, man, and the stories I could tell about how much he can't. <laughs> and then, if you thought you were getting away from uh, at least a panel of spiciness in Savage Dragon, <laughs> you were wrong. Because you get some Rapture Dragon uh, shots. Yeah. Just casually, re- casually reading a book in bed. You know, no, no hanky-panky. Cheesecake and beefcake all all at once. Dragons no on the dragons on the no dra- Rapture. Dragon's on the phone like one of those pinup girls. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, too. 1995, you know, it's like old school landline phone. We have not not invented cordless phones yet. Right. <laughs> yep. And then another villain is kind of introduced, right? Like, we don't know yet what the hell I is about. I have to put Eric on blast now. This page, the second from the last page of the issue, is awful. Okay, so that's tangents. A bit, that's a bit, clarify. That's a bit rough, but it's a it's it's just the layout is just so not what I associate with Eric. So we got tangent problems right off the bat. So you see, you see, uh, whoever this is, mystery, the fiend. Uh, fiend. Oh, sorry. Yeah, talking with her, you know, her red word balloons. You see, and your eye follows her hair, which leads you directly into the panel, the 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 the, the, the small panel on the right. Which is not where your eye is supposed to go. Your eye is supposed to continue down to the other red text under her, and then, right. and then, you're supposed to go to the bot. The then you have to, you're supposed to go back up to that top right panel. Then go down two, 
and then go to the left and then across three. Yeah, it, it breaks the invisible Z. Oh, the does le- this? Oh boy, does it! But it, it, the left it, to right Z. But if it wasn't, say, if it wasn't for that hair tangent from her hair going from that from the big panel to the little panel, I don't know if it would have been as bad. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things going on on this page. Just like you know, look at this page, not knowing what you already know about Dragon. You're you see like this fiend character, and then you see all these small panels, and you just kind of I think assume it's the same character almost. But, you know, obviously the, the text boxes are different looking, but you don't know. Like, this is the first time, you know, you're seeing Horde. So when you see that hand on that page, to me, I think that's the Fiend's hand. Right. Right. But, then but it's not. When you turn the page, you're like, wait a minute, this is someone else talking. Because then you see that those word bubbles look the same as the page before that Horde is saying. You're like, oh, that's not the same character talking. Right. Right. <laughs> there's two different villains talking on the same page. And it's kind of mind blowing because now you're like, all right, now we're getting introduced to this like fat ghoulish creature that's floating. And now I'm turning the page and there's some other creature. Are they working together? What the hell is going on? Like, yeah, dude. And again, let's this one, two, you know, three, four in like four pages. He's introduced three new villains. He has our, our, <laughs> our, our Richards, uh, fiend and, uh, Horde. Well, reintroducing a fiend new form yeah reintroducing fiend. fiend right yeah i mean R. R. richards has been around but he's kind of just getting more of the center stage but yeah i mean three villains and four pages are kind of coming out of the woodwork right and it's like what what's going on here yeah dude it's wild it's wild as shit i mean and you're seeing that horde is made up of these worms so it's tying into what just happened to dragon right right i don't know it's crazy so it is this issue is comp- so good. It's compressed storytelling at its finest, dude. I mean, it's fan fucking tastic. This is why. Listen, I'm sorry. I had some friends that were arguing that like the monthly issue format needs to go away. Oh my god! And that like, argument. I, I and I told him. I said it's not the format's fault that you only buy comics that don't know how to use it. If all comics were this dense, I'd have no problem paying four or five dollars for it. Of course, because look how fucking much meat is on these bones. Uh, it's it's insane, and I don't know. I just wish that every fucking buddy who wanted to make a North American like monthly issue single would be forced to read some comp- some compressed storytelling like they this. They should teach this in school. They fucking should, dude. <laughs> this issue should be in everyone's college curriculums. Don't write for the trade. That's all I'm saying. Right. Don't fucking write for the trade. If someone's paying like five bucks almost for an issue, goddamn give them something. Yeah. So we've spent a lot of time on this specific issue because it's so good. Oh, anything, any, any, anything in the in the letters that I've missed that's relevant? Uh, well, first of yeah. all, on top of all that, we get seven pages of letters, which, you know, Eric's <laughs> always likes to have letters you know he always says how it's a time capsule and this one sure is a time capsule with all the photos oh yeah dude the the first number one picture yeah yeah his son (laughs) first son is just born in 94 uh chris eliopoulos the letter gets married in 94 and uh colorist married the colorist yeah uh ruben rude gets married as well but uh they're all like young 
guys, you know, in their thirties, which is crazy now, you know, like how much time has gone by. Yeah. It's insane. So, so many letters limits are, are, are ads in this issue. All we get is a big back cover ad for the dragon blood and guts miniseries, which we will be covering at a future date. This, this <laughs> issue had the comic buyer's guide awards. Oh yeah. That was on the back of the poster. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was a, what was it? 1994 fan awards. Cut it out and mail it in. <laughs> I also want to say uh, compliment the letters for almost every single page has art. Yeah. Fan art. So every yeah. like, like fan art on almost every single page of the letters. I mean, it's nuts, dude. You get so much. Baby dragon. <laughs> Artist unknown. Yeah. No one wanted to take credit for that one. My favorite guy is this Sylvester D. Cat. Yep. He's it's got just like... a lot of rendering going on. The heck's that little tiny hammer? I I don't know, dude. It's a tiny incredible. hammer. Oh, he's beating up Santa Claus too. There's a lot going on in this. Yeah. Muscles on muscles. We got to roll. Um, Savage Dragon Seventeen, baby. Okay. Now there's two covers to yeah, this. So we got we got to ask a question. Which uh, cover do you have? I got Dragon. What do you guys have? I, I got Dragon. Uh, I'm a completist, so I have both. Well, I have not been able to find the other in the in the wild, or else I would also have both. But fortunately, Eric is kind enough to reprint the alternate cover on the inside back cover. So mm-hmm. uh, I got to say the uh, ass and tit uh, cover is probably <laughs> superior. It is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a weird dragon pose, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That's Yeah, it's a weird dragon pose. I mean, he's jumping off of something while shooting guns. It's yeah. an action man pose. I mean, what what is he jumping from? What is he jumping into? Flame fire, fire. It's weird. It's weird when you put them together that they don't really go. They together. don't. I thought that was the idea. Uh, I guess no. They're just, just they're, kinda, they're, they're they're like they're like uh, backwards. Maybe they do. I don't know. Like Rapture's hair doesn't show up on the other cover. No, you're right. The they, fire they, kind of like converges, kind of weirdly. Yeah. It's more like it's inverted. The flames just go in a different direction. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They don't actually connect at all. Ah, he well. was banking on he was banking on you not knowing. Was this That's his all. first uh, variant cover? Hmm. That I can recall. That no. wasn't like you know the the miniseries with like the different color logos. But. Yeah. I'm trying to think, I feel like it is. Yeah, I think so too. So this issue kind of kicks us off with uh, She-Dragon, who's going to be becoming more and more important as this series goes on through these years. Um, interesting. Can I just say? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I just say that her staring at the fiend looking through the window means that there are officially three motherfuckers lurking outside that window? Yep, there are. <laughs> Everybody. All, they, they all want to look. I mean, if, everybody if, if, looked. If you knew Dragon and Rapture were in there naked, wouldn't you? I would. John Day was looking too. So I we get this is the is this the first time we hear? Sorry, Jim. I don't see, well, that's what I, I, I was getting into. Is that we open up with She Dragon and she's talking to herself, which I can only assume is Eric making a reference to Burn She Hulk. Because absolutely, dude. Because absolutely, breaking the fourth wall was all Burn She Hulk's like whole gimmick. And here mm-hmm. we start out, 
it seems like she's talking to us, the audience. But then we discover she is not, in fact, talking to us, the audience. She is talking to these other voices that I guess she may be actually uh, voicing herself. No, it turns out, remember, it's the eternal use. Right, right. I, I know it's the eternal use. But what I'm saying is they are all, all the word balloons are connected together and they all point at her, which makes me think that their voices are coming out of her mouth. Oh, right, right, right. It is the way that it is kind of indicated to me too, Jim, because when the Horde is narrating at the end of the previous issue, if you've got a narration over a scene that's disembodied, Eric just puts it in a box. Right. Whereas whereas She-Dragon's extra dialogue is coming out of her mouth. What, what I think has happened here, and we can maybe pick Eric's brain on this, is I don't think it was meant to be the eternal use at first. I think that's something that came later. You you think she we, might just be multi personality? That's why I she's, think that's she, how he made her kind that, of like a jab at She Hulk. She's got she's talking to herself, breaking the third wall, kind of, but not really. She's just crazy. And if you look at the text, like they start, they have different names like Joe and Kelly. And then later on, he makes Big Lug's real name be Kelly and Kyle Bloke's real name be Joe. But I don't think that was intended. I think he was trying to make her out to be like crazy. We know he we know he improvs. So the thing is, is we know he makes it up as he goes. So it's like he could have started this just as a jab at She-Hulk and then just decided you know, hey, we can do something else. The right. only the only thing I would say about that is I am not familiar enough with Kirby's Forever People, which mm-hmm. is who the Eternal Use I assume are based on, based upon how they look and how they're from God mm-hmm. Town and all yeah, that shit. Absolutely, no I'm not. About it. I'm not sure if they have like color coded word balloons, and he's referencing that no. because they're very clear. We can very clearly see that there are one, two, uh, three, four different. Oh, five different word balloons here. I so he was he was just using that to say she's got multi multiple personalities or something. Yeah. Talking in different voices, dude. But he did yeah. specifically pick five, of which only uh, two of them only speak once. So it's it, to me, it seems like he's going for a specific number of voices. So maybe he, he maybe it was the, the names Joe and Kelly just seem like. Well, that's true. That that is that is. A point in your favor, yes. I don't know. We we could always ask at some point if we remember. Yeah, who knows? We won't. He might because we'll be talking to him in a year. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we. This is why we need to talk to him more than once a year. Like, you know, we'll talk to him again. Be like, hey, Eric, how you doing? And completely forget. Maybe maybe what we should do is have him on for a retro interview. Like, dude, you talk about fun. That would be fun. Hey, what the fuck are you thinking here? What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? (laughs) You know he's going to say, I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, dude, yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't know exactly what the plan was, but uh, the fact that she is mouthing them and she's not just hearing them kind of to me seems like maybe originally the plan was to have her be nuts. She even makes a I'm not that crazy joke. So there's a, clearly a joke being made about her being crazy talking in all these different voices to herself. So it's like, I think maybe originally she was meant to be bananas. Yeah. Which again, I would say with that, that reference to she Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
which was certainly an interesting way to go with that. Uh, I, hey, hey, Mrs. Harris. I love the like sky and the green moon. Ooh, yeah. Very like strong. this shit is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, man. He said very spawn. It is. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's definitely one of dragon's more interesting antagonists. Hate makes her grow. Indeed. It's a cool design though. Like just kind of, it reminds me of some kind of like, um, evil dead type thing. Yeah. She's a deadite. Absolutely. With the grandma. If hair. she was named, if she was named hate blob, would you like her as much? I don't know. I think it's scarier that she's just called Mrs. Harris. The fiend, though, right? I mean, that's the that uh, she yeah. is a she is a separate entity to the fiend. She has the fiend's mm-hmm. power. The fiend has either bonded with her or given her a portion mm-hmm. of, her, of their power. But she is her own person, or at least mostly. Question, fellas. Floating out the window, outside the window, is freaky. It is. Oh no, dude, it's awesome. Just seething, just seething with rage. Um, question, fellas, uh, what do you think's going on with Rapture's little silhouette, like towel or whatever? It looks maybe like it was added later. So, oh, you mean you mean oh, you mean the panels there? Which is, see, I hmm, interesting because that is a towel. It's kind of like I, I, I have always interpreted it as a little black dress, but that doesn't make any sense with the rest of these uh, panels. Yeah, you're yeah, right. She's, She's Maybe. drying her hair, and she comes out later naked, like it's a towel. She, yeah. So she should be naked. I gotta wonder if maybe Eric maybe intended to go for n- nudity here, and change his mind at the last second. I don't. I don't. Go tangent. Well, since we were talking about tangents, check out the crazy tangent. Yeah, she's like in, her, her, in shadow, and then yeah. well, like the cord well, carries down. Yeah, I think that was done on purpose, but it doesn't quite work. No, because the elbow what I'm carries below. But then it's like, what did she do? Like raise up in height and dragon shrink down? Like it doesn't. Right. Look how far down he goes. Well, dragon, like, dragon, dragon, is, dragon is walking away, so he's further away than he was in the mm. first panel. But yes, it is accentuated more than it would. But her elbow watch. is like, yeah, it's. And then it, it gets doesn't even, quite work. The tangent gets even crazier when you look at, like, at least to my eye, how her legs connect on that bottom panel still yet with the same oh, pose. Oh, that is the same figure. You're right. Yeah, it's supposed to be. But it, I it, think so, you know, too. The door, like, connects, too. Like, so it looks like it's one door between the top and the... Yes. And the uh, now doesn't quite Dragon's it like tiny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like he's just scooching down. <laughs> he's like, okay. I'll see you later. This was... He, Bye! He, he, Eric definitely had something in mind here that just did not come together. And, and then he's just like a foot tall on the, on the bottom panel. <laughs> yeah. He's further what's away. He's with, further away. Your, he's, yeah. he's about a mile away. <laughs> Would you get that, honey? <laughs> See, the door is actually gigantic. And <laughs> God, I hope the listeners are following along in their with their comic. Yeah, if they're not listening, this is not going to make any fucking sense at all. But if you are listening and you do have the comic, it's the page right after the empty bed scene where the steam's rolling out of the shower and it's just, oh, dragon, you animal. It's the opposite page is what we're talking about. And like once you see the giant figure of Rapture as one figure, you you can't unsee it. It's like tangent fucking mania. It's insane. Well, like I said, he definitely meant to to show Rapture as like a full figure and was playing around with the panels, but... Yep. 
you can't sure. look at it too hard. It is it is yeah. odd that he, he put the... I mean, it's not odd that he put her in a towel. It's just that in every single other page, uh, she's implied to be naked. Right, yeah. Yeah. It, in fact, she was well, just lounging she, around naked before. Reading a book. She drops the towel on purpose to, like... The way I read it was she drops it on purpose to offend the people outside. My, my well, guess what we were saying is it seems like it was added later. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah. Th- she, you never see her drop a towel. You see her lean out the door, a dragon here, at the bottom of the page, well, and then the next page you see her step out completely naked. I don't think Eric's ready to show titties yet at this. Well, point. that's the thing. <laughs> would he, it seems like this definitely seems like something he definitely would have done today. I've got a theory. You you got a theory? You want to hear a theory? Go. go I think go. that the black border that was meant to separate the panels originally right was hiding her nipples, nipples. Yep. right right and i think mm-hmm. his face was hiding her crotch okay and i think she was originally yeah. naked okay I yeah that makes sense right, dude that's I what i right. think and i think it was just a fun playful little like ah oh, ha ha and i think somebody said hey bro you you gotta cover this up and so instead of drawing redrawing the page yeah he just silhouetted in a towel and i think the original intent was to have a little austin powers you know yep yeah, barely covered action. Right, that, Why that, didn't you do that? Um, it would have been better <laughs> it, because it was 1994, Craig. <laughs> um, yeah, but he has some like stuff that's close like that. I mean, that's but, true. We we did already get the uh, dragon and her in the shower scene, right? That that was a few yes. issues ago. Yes, yeah, that was the that one where he got side boob where his arm grew too. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. even just the last issue where they're reading the book, she's naked as hell, and he is too. Yeah, you're right. Wonder, I wonder. New, do you talk about a thing we need to ask him? We we gotta remember to ask him that one. Yeah, yeah, maybe post that on. Yeah, it might be worth that. asking on the Facebook group. Just yeah. just ask directly. Post the the page. I gotta say, uh, Rapture must be very comfortable exposing yourself like that to the public. I had a coworker. Okay, of all the damn things, and she was like one of those like hated wearing clothes and only wore them out in public. Right. She she told me when she was at home, even around her child, she would just be nude. And I was just like, Oh my God, what? Mm. Like, but the thing was, is I was about to say me too, but I wouldn't be naked around a child. Well, that's the thing is that part blew my mind too. And I was like, uh, and she was like, "I'm just more comfortable." Really, really. Like, you, I just, you live, you live alone, but you don't, you know, get naked like half the dude, time. It's just, it's just so much more convenient. I wear extra layers. Like, I'm super. Oh. What's funny is I make those comics, and people think I'm kind of, some kind of slathering. It's dude. Like, I, I, I giggle when I say the word titmouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> titmouse. <laughs> no, I don't walk around naked. Absolutely oh. not. <laughs> It is liberating. <laughs> I knew everything. Don't, just don't, like just don't, just don't, just don't cook naked. That's my advice. <laughs> you say don't sit naked. No, don't cook naked. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Um, can I just say something real quick? This is a crazy aside. I'm so sorry. Maybe nobody but me and Jim will give a shit, and maybe nobody will care. But it ties. I love right. I'm already out of the equation. <laughs> You may or may not be, because we did suggest you read this, but 
Dragon gets so much mileage out of this, be careful, I don't want to end up like your last girlfriend, you know, the whole, uh uh-oh, we're going to open a door thing. Right. Chainsaw Man fans. Oh, yeah. The don't open the door thing is used in Chainsaw Man. Mm -hmm. And, bro, it's the exact same. I wonder, I mean, who knows, but, like, I wonder, fucking, if he's any influence at all because dude he uses that whole mm, what's behind the door just like eric did eric uses i didn't realize until the reread but eric uses the whole be careful when you go to answer that door he uses that shit for like 40 issues yeah <laughs> and there it's usually a callback to debbie harris right Yes, in some way. Like, he's in his apartment right here. Rapture even says, I don't want to end up like your last girlfriend. Yeah, and it's so, a scarring thing. Well, that's the thing. It's the same thing in Chainsaw Man. He Fucking the writer creates a traumatizing moment with opening a door, and then fucking from the rest of the moment on, when you see a door and someone's behind it just knocking, you're fucking filled with dread. I don't know. I'm just saying parallels. At any rate... Chainsaw Man's very popular. Maybe somebody out there who's also a Savage Dragon fan appreciates that. But I just think it's cool that this was made in 1995 or 94? This is January 94, so it was made in 93. I think this is made in 90. I think it's cool that this was made in 95. February 95. Oh, okay. Oh, you're talking about the Debbie Harris thing or this issue. Correct. Yeah, 93 was when Debbie Harris started. I think it's so cool that something was made in 1993 and almost the exact same kind of fucking like narrative technique is being used in a popular comic like right now. Like that was made like a year ago. It's just fucking, I don't know, it's awesome. I just think Savage Dragon is fucking so ahead of its time sometimes that it's just fucking wild, dude. Yeah. So... Real quick, you both have print copies of this book, right? Yes. I'm looking at it right now. All right, I want you to lift up the corner of the next page, one with Overlord on it, and I want you mm-hmm. to lift, lift it up quickly and see the page underneath it and then flip it back and forth a couple times. Same grid, yep. Same grid. Yep. Sa- same first panel is a close-up of a face. Oh, the yeah. bottom panel is a close-up of a face. I mean, otherwise mm-hmm. it's different, but I, I found that interesting that he hmm. reuses this same layout. It has a couple of different, like, in, similar... In the page after that, almost. Yeah, yep. Only that one's reversed. It puts the small panels on the on the left instead of the right. But it starts with a big face panel and... Huh. Good observation. Oh, it does start with a big face panel. Yep. Neat. I thought that was neat. That's Yeah, that is a good observation. Okay. Well, if you want another little weird observation... Check out the cop breaking the fourth wall, just like She-Dragon. Show's over. Move it along. He's looking at us oh. when he says that. Yeah. And granted, we know he's talking to the crowd. But I'm just saying, it's kind of fourth wall breaking. Twing with the form, you know, using the medium, that kind of thing. Man, see, here's another thing. Like, as you're reading this, it's like, all right forgot you know cyberface was down with the underground freaks and now yep. he kind of bolted so it's another subplot it's like well, here's this this thing going on yeah this, this right. is the, this is to remind us that overlord and cyberface is still a plot going on these are things mm-hmm. that are still happening mm-hmm. right. dude even here's the thing is even with the little like where rapture's getting jealous and yelling mm. and you see reader meter made in the foreground and it's like dude she doesn't even say anything 
but even without her saying anything it's like oh yeah that's a love triangle like that's a love like that's a secret love interest man i don't know how i feel about rapture's jealousy problems i find it kind of obnoxious it it, it screams of her being more uh um what's the word i'm looking for uh not self-conscious the other one jealous insecure insecure being more insecure than i take her character for i don't know i've always found like that i like it too flawed characters plus if they don't care jim that's worse yeah i guess i don't like uh jennifer smasher that much she doesn't really have any like she's so vanilla and whiny yeah her character is whiny I never, I, I never read Jennifer's whiny. I'll have to get to that part. You, you, you know kidding? better. You've read more of it. God damn, she's whiny. Rapture has so much more. Rapture was supposed to win. That's all I'm saying. Rapture always, was supposed I, to win. I always read Jennifer as more passive in that she went along with whatever Dragon wanted to do, regardless of her own feelings about it. I don't know. No, believe it or she not. She gets whiny the, as it goes on. Believe it or not, Jim, the crazy thing is, is in the reread, there's even a rant where she's like, I warned you, I warned you not to do it, but you did it anyway. She actually pushes her character is that she actually is just like a fucking chicken shit and scared all the time. But she's yeah. right. She's right to be scared and she pushes back against Dragon's thing. So she actually isn't real passive. She actually pushes back against Dragon very often, but she never like puts her foot down. Right. She, she never she asserts. Never asserts. When when Not Dragon's a, wrong, she doesn't like literally stop him. Like with Glum, for instance, etc. Right. There's a million examples. She actually she, there's a page she could, where she goes through all of them. When she was completely capable of just chucking him out the door on her yeah. own. Oh, she could have thrown Glum to, into fucking outer space, and that would have been the end of it. Save the whole world. Dragon, you know. I'm just saying it's interesting the differences in the character. She is whiny. That's why I say she's not like a wimp. She right. just fucking whines all the time and doesn't do anything but whine. <laughs> That's why Rapture to me is more interesting because, yeah, she's jealous. But, like, dude, she's just trying to protect that beefcake. You saw him reading that book. I mean, you saw him on that phone with nothing but a smile and shit tons of body hair. <laughs> so the Dragon Slayer is pretty cool. Hell yeah, dude. That thing rules. It's a good name too. It's way better than Spider Slayer. It has what's what's crazy is R. R. Richards is like the J. Joe Jameson that fucking makes sense, right? Isn't it? Dragon Slayer is better than Spider Slayer. That doesn't make any fucking <laughs> slay a spider. Are you Garfield? <laughs> if the Dragon Slayer is a dragon, yeah, I mean that's odd. You're right. Well, it's it's wordplay. Because it's a slayer that is a dragon, but also gotcha. it is a dragon slayer. That that double page spread is pretty wild with the with the street lamp with like the glowing circle around it and all the mm-hmm. star fields and stuff. Pretty neat stuff. The this is another thing mean, where the colors are incredible. Yeah, I mean, for a '90s comic, this must have been, you know, I can't remember, but I, I gotta imagine you looking at this and just looking at these colors and mind blown. Got, got, got to love Dragon's non-plusness. Now there's something you don't see every day. <laughs> now don't yeah, that, dude. now don't that beat all. Huh. Got to love what its you... uh, clothe, clo- clothing disintegrating fire. What's cool is if you yeah. look, it burned, it burned his body hair off too. Oh, it did. He's really naked. Yeah, it, it smoothed the body hair off. 
it's always funny in comics. It's like you can always just find that shady guy that can build some kind of ultra high tech equipment. Right. I, I like how in this one it's just a big dude in a single color sweater. <laughs> some slob. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, welcome, I need, uh, man. I don't care how much it costs. Build me a sophisticated, functioning, giant dragon robot that can kill Savage Dragon. You got it. <laughs> You're all right. That'll be two meatball sandwiches. <laughs> just, had, just got to pull it out of the mothballs. I've had it laying around for this from, for years. Yeah. I had something like this just for such occasion. How about this, uh, how about this pinup? The Highbrow Universe versus Eric Larson. I can't well, stand that rendering of Eric. No? Well... I hate how he looks, dude. He's a, he's a cartoon character, that's for sure. He doesn't also, look any, he doesn't look anything like the highbrow logo. Also, Mike Miller signed next to like every other dude's fucking thing. Oh, he did. Oh, why? And it's like it's like because I guess he inked. Yeah. But it's like, would you really go and like sign next to every different piece you inked? Yeah, that's mm. obnoxious. It's very know, obnoxious. I'm not sure if this was a jam piece or if there were individual pieces of art that were like assembled. I think it's a um, jam piece on one piece of paper, but he's inking some and not others. Yeah. And penciling some and inking together. I, I, do, I do see some other inker signatures that are not his, so it's possible they all just what signed. It? it looks like Ben Herrera drew the Mighty Man who he and Star, and he goes on to do the Star Mini. I just want to say, if you're going to do Vanguard, please give him his helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Just helmet please. Vanguard. Not good. Don't like it. And again, like Eric just seems like I'm trying to <laughs> I hate this pinup, dude. I'm just really? gonna tell you, like I I've always hated this fucking pinup. Super pin- that bad, but I'm legitimately fascinated that your reaction is so strong. There's elements of it that look cool, okay. Let's say like Super Patriot's arm looks fucking cool as shit. Yep. Like that that arm looks great. And then like for instance, you know, that's a, a a good dragon. That's that's a you know, not great but good. But then like that mighty man, like what's going on with his hair? You know, I, just, I don't know. It doesn't bother I, I think overall they I've seen much, 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 much worse. I, I sure think they, they did good. I don't know. I think you're being too critical, but it's okay. Everyone's that, got their own tape. That's fine, dude. You Everyone's know, got their some, own buttholes. Some people hate pizza. I think, uh, especially given the time, it, you know, we're lucky it doesn't all look, you know, real '90s. <laughs> Could sure. be like Todd McFarlane ripoff, John Clear, Cleary type stuff. <laughs> I would have preferred that, but you know me. You know how I am, dude. I like that star. I will say that's a like Super Patriot and Star are ten out of ten on this. Cat looks good. I think they all look decent. Only Horridus. No one ever gets Horridus right though. Wow, horrible. You said, yeah, yeah. Horridus's face is again not great, but again, like Craig said, not everyone does Horridus well. She's a tricky character. Weird tangent of Ricochet looking like she's got like fire coming when it's really just Van's boots, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, just shooting out her ass. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's just little things. That... Yeah, it's, it, that's, the, that's the, always the, the, the struggle with the jam piece. Yeah. You got to work with what space you've got. And then look at the tangent on Star's fist, his right fist. 
it's tangent up against Barbaric's forearm, up oh. against Super Patriot's head. Red on red, and it's just touching yeah. the corner of his head. Yeah, you're right. It's red on red, and it's a tangent. It's it, probably, just shit like that. This fucking, just drives me wild. It's the fucking four corners right there. It's fucking... <laughs> Dude, they, come, they all came together right there. It's just like, I hate looking at it. So we get That's a bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, we, so we get a bit more with the R.R. Richards, you know, controlling the, the, the Dragon Slayer remotely. We get She-Dragon comes on in and Rapture gets her licks in, gets mm-hmm. backhanded as you do. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. She tries to shock the thing and uh, shocks Dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's, dude, that's hilarious. That's a great gag. What is this? This... This this she dragon pose where she's coming in to like give her the the, du- <laughs> the, the, the flexing du- the, before she slams. Yeah, the the double fisted hammer, Captain Kirk style. But oh boy, is she leaning pretty far back, dude? That is a wild pose. I love it, but it is wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I it it does look weird, but I think it conveys a lot of like like. Like you can tell, she's like gearing up to like destroy this thing, you know. No, I think it's I like if there's any confusion, like I really do love it. Like I think it is fucking awesome. It's a weird, like over the top pose, and I fucking love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it does convey power. It's good shit, the and the coloring. Cool too. Yeah, yeah, the coloring just on that moment sells. And then Dragon just handily defeats this thing because uh, having a big uh, television screen for your chest is not the smartest way to go. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I I am probably the only person who prefers She-Dragon with a full head of hair. I love her hair, and I hate that she kind of goes into the mohawk after this. Ah, uh, boo. Yes, yeah. Team, Mo- Team yes. Mohawk. P- please boo me. She-Dragon. So my favorite... Yeah, when, when, exactly. When, she- when She-Dragon came back in the Savage World and had her full head of hair, I was so happy. And she lost it again. I get why he did it. I mean, originally because she was just supposed to be a She-Hulk. Right, right. Know, she's she's, a, she's got some sen- sensation hair. And it mm-hmm. makes no sense to call her She-Dragon if she just looks like She-Hulk with blonde I, hair. I, I, I understand the rationale. I just think she looks better with hair. <laughs> well... You can. Some people hate pizza. You know what can I say? Just love that everybody hair. looks better with a mohawk. You, yes, a dude. Storm. Oh no, I can't agree with that. I, I'll, I'll agree with a few other things, but I won't agree with that. Mr. T. Mm, oh, yeah. looks looks good on yep. Mr. T. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the storm mohawk for the exact what? same reasons. Punk rock storm, the best. It's a, it's awesome. The best. Yeah, it's okay. Mohawks rule, dude. You better get used to it. When society collapses, we're all going to be wearing mohawks. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, the reverse mohawk, like uh, no, the, like the Road Warriors. Jim, no, can't remember if it was hawk or animal. <laughs> don't do it. I don't care if society collapses. It didn't collapse that much. Fashion didn't collapse. Just the governments, <laughs> just the, just the world governments. And don't course, do a reverse mohawk. <laughs> And of course, unlike J. Jonah Jameson, R.R. Richards goes straight to fucking jail for being the world's <laughs> dumbest idiot. That's because in Savage Dragon, things happen. They sure do. Look at this uh, cuck, dude. We, we, we'll see him again in 20-odd 20 20 years. I 
I am convinced on the last page, the white panels, that Eric let one of his studio buddies ink it. Because that does not look like Eric inks at all to me. It's very thin, isn't it? Which panels? The very last page. The very last page, all the white panels. Look at Dragon's face. Look at the inks. To me, that does not look like Larson inks. I could be wrong. Like, even, like, look look at the, the third panel of Dragon's face. That mm-hmm. doesn't look like Larson to me, the inks. Look at the last, the second to last panel with Dragon looking through the doorway. Mm-hmm. It looks like a different inker to me. It looks like he let one of his buddies, like, jump on. It's no weird one, because... Eric, he probably didn't. But <laughs> It's weird because the first panel looks like Eric, but then the second one doesn't, the third one doesn't, the fourth one doesn't, but then that fifth one does. But then the sixth yeah. one doesn't, and it's like it's weird. It's just the whole thing's strange. Maybe when he's like he, grabbing the back of his neck, that does not look like an Eric face. It looks great, but it doesn't look like an Eric face. That just looks weird. No, you're correct. It looks weird for sure. And then yet the inset where it's like I've been expecting you. It's like that looks like Eric. Yeah. Oh yeah, that definitely is. I'm just wondering because you know he was sharing a studio. Oh hell! Hey, let me ink this panel. Panel, Jason. <laughs> is that the Jason Howard, like uh, astonishing yeah, Wolfman so. Jason Howard? Yeah, probably. On the page. I'm pretty sure he's mentioned. Yeah, he re- he redrew that pose actually. That's yeah, cool. somebody asked if that was it. Yeah, it's cool as shit, isn't it? It is. Dude, so many fin heads go on to have careers, and then you got guys like me and Scott James that don't. Stop. Yeah. Scott James said it too. Oh, if he said it, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not being mean. I mean, I'm saying Scott said it too, so. I'm just saying, that's a joke. That's levity. Listen, I just love it that there's so many fin heads that have been around for three decades. It's incri- It's awesome. Right. So many, like, it's so cool to read those letter pages, though, and see a name like that. And it happens a lot. Dude, Jason Howard, we got Augie. You know, Olaf Here's the thing, Raven. Here. If you would have wrote a letter in, maybe, maybe yeah. that's what. Maybe, it, maybe you would have been drawing Batman by now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was pretty shitty back then, dude. Ninety-four, goddamn horrible. In fact, what about this custom dragon action figure? Like, yeah, it's is pretty, that the first neat. custom dragon action that, figure? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's got to be the first one ever, right? Because Playmates didn't have a toy out yet. Um, in this time, I don't think, did you say Playmates or Toy Biz? Playmates. Oh, yeah. Playmates figures, I think, are still a year or so off. Yeah, you'll see the ads when they come out. That back cover, Freak Force 15, Revenge. (laughs) The Snappy Dragon by Matt Adams. Dude, I do love that Eric included the, the variant cover just in the back. It's awesome. It, it, it's always appreciated when variant covers are presented in some fashion, so you can see what they are. Because um, mm-hmm. as you do, all, as it is well documented, I hate variant covers with an undying yes. passion. Uh, mm-hmm. But I can I can stomach them more when uh, you get them like this. It looks like <laughs> these were both printed in the same amount, based on what he said. So I don't know yeah, why one is fifty fifty to find. It's just not turning up in dollar bins. I pretty this copy I got in my hand is pretty banged up. I probably found it somewhere. But uh, having any luck getting the other one, gotta get it, gotta find it. 
Hey guys. Honestly, it's less annoying than the fact that I have the variant cover for 25 and not the regular cover. That's the one that's being elusive on me. Two pretty incredible fucking issues. I mean, good lord, dude. What oh, is yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in what would probably be called the golden age of Savage Dragon. This is this is the period that people remember the fondest or the strongest. Um, yeah, but, I didn't realize how many people fucking hated the Savage World until we hit that point in the daily reread. And then people were like, God damn, I hated the Savage World. And I was like, whoa. Well, it helps <laughs> so, when you're raised on it like me. It's yeah, I, I didn't. It's all, it's all I knew. I didn't have the same. I also didn't have that same crazy attachment. But what was so funny is when I got to that point, I was like, "Oh, I see why." He went from doing this like every. It was like seventy issues of like that, you know, of what we just read, right? And then boom, here's my best Jack Kirby impression, and I'm not right. doing all it's the so things. So jarring. Yeah, and I'm not doing all the things you love, and there's not no, like a yeah. million plot threads. <laughs> And all those characters you love, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. You 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 won't be seeing them and stuff. And so yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Well shit. that's that was the biggest thing too. I mean, Savage Dragon turned out to be more than just a Savage Dragon book because you had yep. so many other characters and I think that got overwhelming for him. But at the same time for the readers, it's like we're not reading it just for Dragon. We like all these other characters and now you just took them all away. Yeah, uh even with my own little comic, my world's way smaller than savage dragons in terms of cast but whenever a character is like not being focused on dude people just ask where the other characters are like like non-stop like all the time they're like what what's baba doing i was like well they don't exist yet so right (laughs) they're not doing anything (laughs) the thing in the savage world it was like even when he did start reintroducing them there weren't the same characters yeah they were different they were tweaked it's funny because i never understood the animosity until i did the daily reread and then I was like, oh, because, I mean, I like the Savage World. I loved it. But, like, when I did the daily reread, especially those first two issues of the Savage World, I was like, oh, he sets up for really incredible stuff with callbacks to this issue where Skullface is, like, melted. Like, there's the there's the thing where Skullface is like, don't give me hope, Frankie. Uh, and it's like, it's just like, God damn, where's this going? And it's not going anywhere. <laughs> he just set it up and then was like walked away right. so I get it I didn't used to get it and like now I get it it's crazy well with that I think uh, it's time to wrap this one up yeah so lots to talk about these two issues in particular I mean it's been a while since we talked about like regular Savage Dragon so oh good yeah yeah yeah, it was really fun. Love talking classic Savage Dragon with you guys and listeners. Of course, you can always you know catch us on the Facebook group. Send us your comments and questions to savagefincast at gmail dot com. Thank you to my co hosts Craig and Jim. Thank you for everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> <laughs>